Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about, is leveling better now in Season of Opulence? If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, you can click follow on the channel. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, hitting like and subscribe is a free and easy way to support me. And you can share the audio versions with people that you think might like it. I'm working on the Wendigo quest, but I'm going to take a little bit of a break here uh, for this talk because it would be pretty distracting. So why am I talking about leveling? If you guys are familiar with my content, I was pretty harsh and pretty critical of the leveling up to this point. I was pretty harsh and critical about enhancement cores. I'm going to do a separate video about infusion enhancement cores because I've got some some input and some of my own experiences this season with how I handled it. And I really do think we can make a pretty strong case. Again, unless they have plans for it in the future. But this video is going to be about leveling only. I don't want to get into the enhancement course and the infusion. This is just about how intentionally can you level your character up with respect to milestones when you need armor and you're getting guns and the like. And I think they made some really, really good changes this season in Season of Opulence with the things that they've been doing uh, with respect to the forge combined with ada so first we're going to talk about intentionality they brought really good intentionality in season of opulence then i want to talk about new and forward they're doing new things but we need to continue to move forward lastly i want to talk about what happens when you hit max level because i do feel that there is a bit of a disconnect right now there's no really good handoff once you're max level there doesn't seem to be a real reason to get max level unless you're going into you know, Heroic Menagerie, which goes live today. So let's talk about intentionality. Why is this helpful? The addition of the Menagerie has helped significantly. If you're not familiar with this yet, uh, when you go to your Chalice, right now mine says Powerful Rewards Remaining Zero because I'm waiting for Reset. Once you have this thing leveled up to where you can get three Powerful Rewards per week, I believe it's over here, uh, Power and Efficiency Grants an additional weekly powerful reward from the final chest in the menagerie. Playlist activities may now rarely award Imperials. So once you get power and efficiency to tier 2, you can get 3 things per week that are powerful. Now the reason this is helpful is because when you configure this, you can literally say, give me boots, give me a bond, give me a helmet, give me whatever. Like, you're able to pick the actual item that drops, which is literally perfect for leveling you can target your lowest item you're like my lowest items boots give me boots my lowest items this give me that and then there's also the ability to if, let's just say guns somehow make it to be your weak point that's unusual on your second and third character that's usually more common on your uh, first character to need guns you don't necessarily need guns on second and third but then there's also the two Ada bounties that are powerful frames her guns and then a guaranteed piece of armor from Ada so with Ada's two you know intentional weapon selections as well as the ability to put the things into the chalice, you also have the ability then to get that guaranteed milestone armor from Ada. So when you combine Ada with the with the menagerie, it's really, really good intentionality. Leveling is significantly better than it's ever been. This definitely shows that there are still flaws in the game though. When you look at the menagerie and when you look at Ada's bounties, it's very, very apparent that there are flaws in the milestones and the other leveling paths. So let's talk about new and forward, things they can do new, things they can do to bring things forward. New content keeps refining and improving leveling. This is obvious. Ada brought some good intentionality. Drifter didn't do much, but now Opulence has brought even more intentionality to make leveling less painful. Not only that, as they've dropped new content, they bring the surge bounties. That's a great way to get you to 690 this season. You just jump right into the content, not have to wait. Again, they're going to do very similar things 
with new light in September. Just jump right in and get all the way up to 700, uh, or I'm sorry, 700 750. I think it's 750. In any case, they've every time they brought out new content, they're refining the leveling system. They're saying, let's bring the leveling system forward. Let's make the leveling system better. We need to leave behind or completely retool milestones, though, in my opinion. If milestones are going to stay, they need to be completely retooled from where they are now. They stand as like an annoyance in the game against the backdrop of such great intentionality in the Menagerie and Ada. They don't seem to really fit anymore. So the new content is kind of condemning the old, right? And this is why I talked about in my other video about the chess glitch in the Menagerie. Whenever you have something that's really, really good, it's going to set expectations and it can make other pieces of content seem less rewarding or less appealing. Milestones and the other leveling paths in the game seem to be annoying now. Like, just this morning, I did a couple of milestones and got guns instead of armor, and I'm like, man, oh man, frick this. I'll wait. I'll wait for reset and run Menagerie. You don't want people feeling that way. You don't want them feeling like the rest of your game is kind of stinky and then everybody's just running to Menagerie. Now, I, you do want to funnel people into the new content, but that doesn't mean you leave milestones on the shelf and like, oh, they're fine the way they are. I believe they could be completely retooled or maybe just done away with. Inroads to loot and grind and hurdle removing was huge this season. If you think about getting people into the game, you want people playing, you want people coming back, especially with future seasons being selective. They're all a card. If you want to skip a season, you can. They've done a really good job saying we're going to remove hurdles, we're going to get people in the content, we're going to get people leveled up. And that's great. I, I do think they've made great strides there. When you jump into Season of Opulence, I've not heard a single person in this chat, my YouTube comments on Twitter, that entire sort of vibe and that feeling that people had in previous seasons about like I can't get into the content I can't have a good time that that community feedback seems to be completely and utterly gone and that's a really really exciting thing to see that shift in community response especially considering what they're wanting to do with the game going forward with shadow keep you want people feeling good going into shadow keep and after especially with seasons being you know, optional. Now let's talk about max level because having leveling be streamlined is great. Leveling up quicker is great. A lot of people ask me, they're like, well, Lono, what are you going to do now that you're leveled up? What's the point? It's so fast now. What, what does it matter? Well, even before when it was painful, most hardcore players were hitting max level two to three weeks. Casuals were probably hitting it, you know, months to a month and a half. And that's not bad, but that is bad if you don't feel any significant shift in the game or change when considering how much loot pursuit there is in the game, how many god rolls you could grind for, and with all the new perks and all the new sort of depth they're bringing to the game, that was a big thing that Luke stressed in that video when they talked about Shadowkeep is they want to bring more depth. Let's talk about max level, okay? They still need to do something significant when you hit max level. It's been my contention and my sort of I'm, I'm at the front charging for this. I think the entire game should change every season when you hit max level. Every NPC should have seasonal rewards and seasonal rank, and you don't have access to that until you hit max level. You hit max level, all those NPCs start trying to talk to you. You go and visit all of them. They're like, hey, this is what I have for this season. This is the dope stuff you can get from the EDZ and IO or whatever. There's a ship, there's a sparrow, there's a ghost, there's ornaments. Since they're going to the transmog ornamental system, this would work really, really well. Here's some stuff to make your stuff look more dope right and then on top of that maybe even add some of the bounty systems and things we've talked about to Zavala and Shaxx if there are new weapons 
to pursue in Zavala and Shax's loot pool, it'd be really nice to be able to grab a bounty. If you were grinding for a spike nade swarm like I was, you felt powerless and at the mercy of RNG. And I think levels of RNG are good, but you still need to empower players to feel the way they do when they enact with the Menagerie and when they enact with Ada. I believe the other NPCs need brought up to that intentionality. And this would be a good way to make that a clear indication to players that might think leveling is the be-all end-all. It's like, no, you finally hit max level, Look at all this dope stuff you can do now. You can now have intentionality for the new weapon from Shax and Zavala. You can grind for it with the bounty. There's seasonal rewards from these guys. There's cool ornaments. There's ships. There's shaders. There's ghosts. The more you have people focusing on those seasonal vanity items, the more inclined they might be to buy stuff from the Eververse as well. Because if they're getting dope-looking stuff from the various NPCs, they might look at the Eververse as a nice complement to what they look like, especially since you're bringing the transmog system. I think offering seasonal rewards and ranks that become grindable after max level and that change every season is a great way for you to feel like why am I leveling up? That's always a question people ask. What's the point in leveling? We do it every season. There could be two sort of lanes and purpose behind leveling. Number one would be to do end game content. You're trying to become stronger for the raid. You're trying to become stronger for heroic menagerie or whatever other pieces of content they add to the game that are considered aspirational or pinnacle. The other thing that could be going on though in the why am I leveling this is a little bit more casual but it could also be fun and really enjoyable is the you're grinding to get max level because all these pursuits, all these vanity pursuits and even loot pursuits open up to you once you're max level. Whether it's through intentional bounty grinds like Ada or just seasonal grinding like hey anytime it's the flashpoint you're going to get extra you know, extra XP with me over here on Mars to raise your seasonal rank with me, and once you get your seasonal rank high enough, there's really cool vanity items, a ghost, a sparrow, a ship, shaders, and different things, ornaments for your weapons, ornaments for your your character, your, your armor, that you can't get access to until your max level. They could also use the milestones in this regard too. All the milestones could click over and change as like a do this and then go talk to this NPC and you'll get extra seasonal reward for them. So there's an incentive then to do Shax's you know, milestones each week because you'd get some sort of thing to go hand to him that would contribute to that seasonal grind. As always, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer that followed my talk about is leveling better Uh, Have they improved it in the season of opulence? If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, or watching on YouTube, you can always help me out and follow me at twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I might even be live right now. If you want to catch a stream and take part in these Q&As, you could join in the fun. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, hitting like and subscribe helps me out as well. I'm going to get a little distracted because I am working on the Wendigo. I got into a corrupted strike and we ran some blind well and now just for the sake of Q&A I'm going to be running this this particular uh, Alfian's Rest Lost Sector grind for the uh, for the grenade launcher kills and multi kills it's a slower it's this is much slower than blind well but it's actually um, a little bit more casual uh, for reading questions and stuff so I won't have to worry as much about dying so let's jump into the first question here fat hotshot says is leveling better because there are more milestone activities to do than ever before 
Well, no, I mean, that's that's a potential piece of why it feels like it's better. Uh, but also, I think it's better because of intentionality. Like, if, 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 if I had to put my finger on, like, okay, what exactly improved leveling this time around? I would say milestones aren't really why. M- more milestones certainly helps. But, like, if you're throwing yourself at the mercy of RNG for leveling... Having more opportunities helps, but it's not necessarily a solution. Imagine being like, oh man, I'm buying scratch-offs and I'm not winning any money. I'll just buy more scratch-offs. Well, sure, you're increasing the chances of having a winning scratch-off, but you're also you're also not necessarily solving the problem, right? That isn't the best parallel, but you can kind of get the picture that like more milestones isn't necessarily a solution. It definitely helps because then if you get screwed on one, you know that you can potentially get more, uh, you know, to kind of like take care of it. And it's like that ultimately is where I think the rub is for a lot of people is you don't have intentionality and the menagerie brought intentionality so anytime you have a gap in your level you can basically fix it by targeting the right item whether it's you've got a really really low gun maybe you've got a really really you know uh low piece of armor that is something that now can be rectified and i think people are going to look at that and say why isn't the rest of the game like this that was a request that a lot of people would make anytime i brought up leveling Anytime I brought up leveling, people would say, why don't they just let us pick pick the thing that we want? Why don't they just let us pick, you know, armor or gloves or whatever? And I was always like, well, if you make it too transactional, you can remove some of the mystery and some of the fun. I think Menagerie is like a good mixture. It's like three, three pieces of exactly what you want and need, and then you have the two Ada bounties of exactly what you want and need, but those are guns, obviously, so it's a little bit different. And then you can... Then you can also have Ada's uh, armor armor milestone, right? But I think Menagerie brings the good mystery and the good chance uh, element as well. And the reason is because you can get bad rolls. So even though it does help your leveling, the main function of Menagerie is to chase loot. And that mystery and that like, you might not get the roll that you want. You might not get the thing that you want that's still present in the menagerie so they didn't like over over swing or overcompensate because that's always the danger like of of giving players way too much too easily that was why i was telling people i was like man they got to be so careful with this menagerie situation because they could easily create this demand in the community to feel like well i i want loot that fast all the time and if I'm not getting loot that fast all the time, then this this content sucks, right? Because the way that you get guns in the menagerie, it, it, I mean, it's unbelievable. Not only is it super intentional, but it's also like uh, that many rewards for, you know, that for basically what running back and forth. And I know people are like, oh, it's good. Don't take it away. Don't take it away. Lono. That's my point, right? Is that menagerie is going to set those expectations. People are going to feel like, dude, content needs to be this intentional content needs to be this rewarding and Bungie better be prepared. They better be prepared to deliver on that. Because that's exactly what's going to start to happen is people are going to look at content and they're going to compare it to what they consider to be the gold standard. Um, 
they're going to say this is the way that leveling should be this is the way that gun farming should be and they're going to just they're going to they're going to judge everything against that that's like think about what happened with the crota raid right think about what happened to the crota raid Vogue and then Crota and people people basically judged Crota against the backdrop of Vogue and they were like this isn't a good raid. Now Crota aged with like a fine wine. Like with time, we all kind of fell in love with Crota, especially during Age of Triumph. There's like the golden era of leveling. I'm sorry of of raiding, but that's what people will do. They will they and that's what we did with D two right. We compared everything to Age of Triumph. We're like Age of Triumph was the golden era of Destiny, and we don't have that golden era anymore. And that'll be the exact same thing that happens here. This is why leveling needs to evolve past this like transaction of yeah, you know, do enough things in 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 in, in enough time in in those early weeks of the season, and then you might get the things that you want. And then once you're done leveling, it's like there's all these systems that don't seem to make any sense anymore. What's the purpose of milestones? What's the purpose of of running strikes once you don't, you know, once you don't need those things? They've got to have end game pursuits or seasonal pursuits that seem to give you a grind beyond leveling. I always called it the well behind the wall. The well behind the wall is basically depth behind a barrier. So you get past the wall, and the wall is max leveling, right? You max out, and then once you get on the other side of that wall, there's this well, there's this depth of all these things for you to chase and do, and that's really, really good because you're basically giving somebody this... It's it's like that in like a game like Borderlands or Diablo, where you beat the game for the first time, and it's like, now the real game can begin. And you're like, oh, what? And then you realize you can do a replay, you can do a game plus, you can do... You know, you can have your experience expanded upon. That's like a really, really good feeling, and I feel like Destiny has never really capitalized on that classic RPG. Now that you're max level, the real thing can start. The real seasonal grind uh, can start, and that is, I think, something that would be very, very easy to do uh, with the milestones and with the NPCs. I mean, you're refreshing the game every season anyway, so why not capitalize on that seasonal refresh to be like, you know, this season, every NPC has this, or every NPC has that. You could do a lot of thematic things with it, I think. Uh, Ruthless Blackskin says, So, in the vid doc, I'm pretty sure Luke Smith was talking about every drop being meaningful in Shadowkeep. Do you think that means purples will now be higher than the current light? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 Luke... Luke Smith has said a lot of things over the years that sometimes we're not really sure what he means. I mean, he said that like getting your fourth or fifth better devils would be would matter, and that kind of never happened. Um, <laughs> that kind of never happened. We're not really sure what he meant by that. I mean, maybe he just meant that, like infusion would be less painful. I mean, if that's what he meant, I, that that doesn't seem like a that doesn't seem like an enormous pain point that getting a fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth you know better devils is really an answer to. Um, so I don't necessarily know what he means. I love Luke Smith and I think he's really going to help the game move forward, but I don't necessarily know how every drop can be meaningful. Now, here's a way that every drop could be meaningful. When you have, if I was, if I was breaking down iron banner gear and getting iron banner tokens, 
then that makes every drop meaningful. So that's something that's bad about Iron Banner right now. Token turnover and loot drops are awful. But if you weave... If there's an undercurrent, if there's an undercurrent of purpose with every drop, that undercurrent being, well, I just got four guns that are junk, but every dismantle is worth, you know, five tokens. So every four guns, I can go buy a package from, you know, uh, Saladin. That's a way of giving people that that would make that statement true. Every drop matters. Every drop you know, does something for you in greater or lesser degrees. Uh, and so maybe that's what they're going to do. Go back to a currency system. I don't know. Did you get fragments in Wrath of the Machine for dismantling stuff? I don't think you did. Um, it'd be pretty nice to have a system like that too, where every completion has a potential to help you and you can really, really start to feel that sense of like, even if I don't get the thing that I want, I'm, it's not a complete and utter waste of time. That's one of the things with, with the milestone system as well that just, it, you, can't, you can't really put into words how frustrating it is to go into an environment you're not interested in and then you don't get the thing that you want. That, like, that's, there, there's, a, there's a really, really unique layer of frustration there. J2J squared is giving us a direct quote. That's a question that needs answering as quickly as we can, meaning the loot system is really bad and we need to fix it fast. If that, oh, if that's a response, if that was a response to a question about everything mattering. Five months from Rusty. Welcome back, dude. Thank you. Uh, everything else was taken. With most exotic catalysts being an extremely low drop rate, do you think it would be better for Bungie to introduce them via triumphs no matter how grindy, uh, but knowing you're working toward the catalyst? I think having them drop randomly is cool, but maybe they could do something where, uh, maybe they could do something where if you're using the gun, it's more likely to show up. So if you really, really want the fighting lion catalyst, it'd be cool if using the fighting lion, like increased the likelihood of it showing up. And then you'd have that, you'd have that increased opportunity. Cause I, I don't know. I think it's okay for stuff like that to be a random drop. You just got to be careful because again, lack of intentionality, as we said so much today, lack of intentionality really, really hurts, uh, grind because people feel like there's, there's literally nothing they can do. I was really feeling that with the grind for the swarm. I was really feeling that I was like, dude, give me a swarm and when you don't get one you start to feel like the only thing this content can give me is this thing and if i don't get this thing then i'm unhappy that's not a good place to be this is why i've said with the uh the exotics in the raids they should just have a quest that opens up from the from the raid npc like after so many runs because you've just you've kind of satisfied like okay you've run the raid 12 times here's a quest you know, uh, Lil Nix, do you know how clans will work once cross save hits? I have no idea. You're probably going to pick one. Like you're obviously in a different clan on Xbox and you are, then you won't be in one on PC. So you'll probably have the opportunity to convert the clan. Um, or maybe they're going to let multiple, maybe I can be in a clan with you when you're on Xbox and I can be a clan on PC. I would love it if Bungie would give us like a 1000 player limit. 
and just let us have one unified clan. I would love to have just one clan, the Rageless, and just anybody that subs can get in Discord and get in the clan. And then we could our clan audits would be so much easier to see like, is this person still a sub? Do we need to make room for new subs? Um, clans are cross-platform already. What? Oh, did we unify them ourselves because we thought it would just make more sense for people playing together? I didn't realize that. So if clans are cross-platform already, I'm an idiot and didn't know that. Um, then I would think, I would think you'd want to you'd want to increase their uh, their caps. That's what I that's what I would do. The hitboxes on grenades are so dumb. Um, that's what I would do. I would increase their caps. Because you're probably going to suddenly have a lot of people that are really, really trying uh, to get their, you know, their in, their clans unified. Um, I don't know. A lot of people pr- probably aren't even thinking of it in the way that we're thinking of because it's, it's kind of unique to be a streamer and to have a thousand people who would probably readily want to join a clan because we have, you know, we have 1,500 subs. Out of that, you know, I guarantee you we could get 900 people to probably join a clan if it was that streamlined i think our clan engagement went down for a couple of reasons content wasn't very good but also was a pain like we had to constantly shift people around we had lots of inactive people uh but it wouldn't matter if it was all under one umbrella you know it really wouldn't matter if we could have like a thousand person clan op mark with the improved intentionality, it's great you can target items, but prime engrams are always the biggest jumps. Previously, I had three misfits drop one after another while leveling. Any thoughts on improving this? Yeah, I left primes out of my talk, and this is a good question. I didn't consider, you know, I didn't consider saying anything about um, the primes. My thought process on primes is that if they give you good intentionality and they make milestones maybe a little less frustrating, you know, a little less RNG. A little bit more things like Ada and the um, and what's it's called the um, if they give you more things like the menagerie I could see saying oh you know what we're going to just leave primes as they are because you're getting so much intentionality and jumps primes are meant to be like a they're meant to be like a, a like a bonus instead of like a very intentional you get exactly what you need bump because that could be those exciting moments like I don't want to take away there's exciting moments in leveling there is you're like I need boots I need boots boots would be the absolute best right now and then you get boots right and I think that you can't really put a like you you don't really want to take that away from people I think that's one of the dangers of too much intentionality that's like when people ask for weapon like far like weapon uh weapon crafting I'm like dude you don't want weapon crafting in this game you do not want weapon crafting in destiny weapon crafting in destiny is would 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 murder the, the mystery the loot pursuit and that like chase I just don't think weapon crafting belongs in a game like that and to the same degree you don't want too much you don't want too much intentionality uh, defo side do you think there should be a specific bounty for vanguard and crucible that guarantees armor or weapons or as a powerful drop I mean you could do that you could do a weekly and switch it to a bounty system so then you could pick what you want right which weekly do you want this week from Zavala do you want a gun or do you want armor you know uh, perfect wolf do you think the 800 level should that they showed in the vid doc will be the cap for next season oh I don't think so I don't think so. 
I that could be something that they do with Solstice, you know, and maybe that's what we're going to be going into the next season with. I'm not actually sure how they're going to do that. A, fi- a 50 jump per season could just keep working, even though it's called Shadow Keep. I would think it'd be bigger though, considering like I, how big was the jump in Forsaken? I thought it was big. I thought it was pretty big jump in Forsaken. I would think they could maybe take us to 800 with Solstice and then take us to 1,000 with Shadowkeep. Uh, something like that. Because that'd be a, a crisp 200. And then that would that would be consistent with what they've done in the past with Solstice. Is it's like a 50 jump. Um, they may have known they were going to do this all along. I don't know. So. It was a 200 jump in Forsaken. Okay. Uh, Magically Delicious, do you do raids with viewers? And do I have to be a sub to join the clan? The cl- we did convert the clans to sub only just because it's easier. Um, <clears throat> and we don't have as many clans as we used to. Because it was a nightmare to, to manage. We had a lot of people that were like dying to play. And they would be in a clan with like five people who were active. And the other 80 people weren't doing anything. <clears throat> so we streamlined that. Um, so they... Um, the way we did that now as far as raiding with viewers I raid with people who know what they're doing I don't do service stream I don't do raffles anymore I don't do that because that's just not the kind of stream that I run Um, so I generally just go into raids to get it done and to try to get the and to try to get the drops and then that's it that's the only reason I'm in there I don't go in to like do it like a community thing. There are tons of streamers that do that. Uh, you could throw a dart in the directory and find somebody running raids with viewers, um, and that's just that's something I did in the past, and I've just really, really moved away from that. I don't like I, I don't like the vibe that it brings, and I've even encouraged a lot of the guys that have done that with their channels to start diversifying and doing other stuff. And I've even had them kind of come in and say we're starting to do that and we're seeing why it's important. Like there's internal diversification and then there's external diversification. Internal diversification is when within the game that you're known for, you start to do different things and external diversification is when you start going into other games that are completely, you know, not, it's not destiny and external diversification should always be slow. Do something that is similar. Uh, you know, like borderlands and division are very similar to destiny so that's an easy pivot. Uh, and then when I play like a, a horror game, that's like a sharp pivot. Or like when I was doing Fortnite and stuff, those were sharper pivots. Wow, Peter Iliak, well, I love the idea of retooling NPCs in the way the outline. Doesn't that seem a lot to ask from the art department, especially with Eververse mixing the situation? It's not really my concern. I mean, to be quite honest, that's not my concern. I don't think we're asking a lot of the art department. I think they've consistently shown every season that they can crank out dope-looking stuff, and even if it's a slight retooling of stuff on the planets, even if it's, like, effects on the armor, maybe, like, slight changes, slight movements, like, what if over the seasons, you know, the EDZ armor gets bulkier and stronger and more defensive-looking, you know? It's minor changes to existing elements. But again, that's not my concern. I just put out good ideas. If the art department like sees me make a video like that, and they're like, dude, there's literally no way we don't have the bandwidth for that. That's fine. Uh, that's totally fine. I would accept that. But I'm just trying to say leveling should change the game. You know, leveling should change the game. You should hit max level and, and 
and there should be things for you to do that weren't previously there. And I think the NPCs and their loot pools and a seasonal rank reward would be a really great way uh, to achieve that exact thing. Instead of hitting max level and people feeling like, there, what am I supposed to do now? You'd hit max level and there's clearly a shift in the game and a change and then every season there's something for you to do um you know dr bad llama says at what point should jesse let you bypass campaign requirements i play my titan just so uh, i can't stand to play forsaken story again well new light is supposed to let you completely bypass that so i don't know if you have existing characters that are like not done with the campaign I hate the Taken so much, by the way. So triggering their teleports. If you've got guys that have not done um, anything in the campaign, I don't know what's going to happen when New Light comes out. Because New Light is supposed to basically let you completely uh, bypass all of that. Voidwalker. The Void Ikelos shotgun was changed to be solar only because it was too strong when paired with Tractor Cannon. Do you foresee Bungie doing the same with Swarm? No, the reason they won't do it with Swarm is because the Swarm grenade launcher is in the heavy slot. The reason they had to do it with Ikelos is because Ikelos was going to the elemental slot, which means you could literally on your own run Tractor Cannon and avoid Ikelos shotgun, which would have been brokenly strong. You could basically do tractor cannon and then switch melee and then you have trench barrel and crazy damage now you can still do that by the way i ran that build in the um i ran that build in the in the vault in last wish because it was so strong because tractor cannon still buffs damage so i get a damage buff then i get melting point on top of that damage buff and then i just let the freaking thing go and that was why you can't do that now you can't do you can't buff your own your own swarm you have to do that as a team and i think that's why they'll keep it um they'll keep it because in 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 the grand scheme of things that's a team comp decision that one somebody's somebody's running tractor cannon and they're not in the damage pool and that's a sacrifice the team makes and i think that's a totally legitimate strategy that bungie should leave alone and I think people would be justifiably upset if they mess with it. Tropico Daddy. I know you've answered this before. Bungie released the Vidoc, envisioning D2 moving towards an MMORTG, but as Bungie goes full ahead on designing the game to have more unique and different builds, would the game benefit from having slight buffs and retools to less desirable perks on weapons? Either that or complete retools of attunements, um, complete retools of... Uh, Exotics, there's exotics in the game that are just totally ignored. Yes. Um, Shin says, When completing Black Armory, Crucible, and Vanguard frames, do you know if newly added guns get added to the new, new loot pool? I have no idea. Uh, if so, will those become available valuable in September? I don't know how they're going to handle those pools, man. I, there's no way to know. I'm sure Bungie will come out and say, maybe in, in, in greater detail than we have now, what they're going to be giving us in September, how the loot pools, how the NPCs are going to work. Um, sometimes they don't give us that information right away. Sometimes people kind of discover that in the season and then they do a TWAB, like updating on us on like what the status of certain items are. Um, Cause there's definitely, there's definitely going to be some loot, uh, loot bloatedness in the game uh, kind of coming up. I mean, there's a lot in the game um, that, if you didn't get it, 
I would think what they would probably start doing is just putting stuff that's just make stuff purchasable. Uh, would be would be a would be a pretty easy pivot. I think that they would make. Um, let's see here. We got a question from Elfrin. Do you think in the next season the mods that's in the Bungie Explained for armor is going to be transferred to weapons? I worry if they do that, we'll be going back to year one Destiny two where everyone has the same gear. Um, I don't know why you think that. Um, if they go to a system, a mod system, why would we? Why would we all be using the same gear? You're saying that they're going to add more customization and that there would be less variety in people's loadouts. That doesn't actually make any sense to me. I would think there'd be a lot more variety in loadouts, not less. X-Ray Freak. If you could design a rating counter for Shadowkeep, how would you do it? I don't answer these questions. Mighty Moose Yolono with leveling in such a better place uh, during Season of Opulence. Should Bungie continue the same path heading towards Shadowkeep, or do you think they should move into another direction to keep the community happy and continually grinding? This question doesn't really make any sense to me. If people are happy, why would Bungie change anything? I'm not like some of you guys aren't really I don't I'm not following the logic of the question why would they go in another direction like menagerie has done great things to the leveling I mean in my talk I said they should do something with like when you hit max level but that's not necessarily like go in a different direction um that's add more to the game um so if if people are happy, I don't know what their what impetus would there be for them to go into a quote unquote other direction. I don't understand. I don't, I'm not tracking with some of you guys. Your reasoning, um, I don't really understand what it is. Your you, what what like what would be the reason they would do that? Uh, Starless Knight. What do you think the solution is to pinnacle weapon problem in Destiny? Currently, pinnacle weapons like the Recluse, Wendigo, are best in slot and make any other loot in that slot irrelevant. Nerfing them, however, makes people's hard-earned work go to waste. Is a possible solution to make them uninfusable after a season has passed? Well, if you make them uninfusable after a season has passed, you're really going to tick people off. Because sometimes the actual grind takes, you know, almost the entire season. <laughs> so, no, it shouldn't be uninfusable after one season. Like, I am okay with loot going away after, like, a year to a year and a half. Like, hey, you can no longer infuse this. It's still obviously going to be viable in most of the content. Strikes, nightfalls, daily missions, public events, you know, lost sectors, adventures. You know, it would still be usable. But, like, a year to a year and a half later saying... You know, no, you can't infuse that anymore. I'd be okay with that. Now, as far as them being best in slot, why would they not be best in slot? Like, let me ask you a question. Should they design a pinnacle weapon that's not best in, best in slot? Then what would the, be the freaking point of the weapon? Like, what's the point of a pinnacle weapon that's not pinnacle? You're basically saying there's a pinnacle weapon problem in the game. They've made top-tier guns that are top-tier. Yeah, that's kind of the point of a pinnacle weapon. Um, I don't want to be dismissive here, but, like, that not that the point? Like, they've made great weapons, and those great weapons serve as a really, really, really good motivator for grind, right? Why are you grinding for that? Because it's really strong. Why are you doing this stupid grenade farm, Lono? Well, Wendigo's a great weapon. Why'd you go into comp with other, you know, with Lucky and some other great players? You don't really like PvP. Why would you do that? You know, because it's a great weapon, right? Now, here's the thing. 
I don't honestly know what what people want them to do. Even if they remove pinnacles, okay? Let's imagine they move pinnacles because Eugene says they don't make sense in Destiny or any other looter shooter. It doesn't matter. They're still pinnacles. They're still pinnacles. So even if they right now removed Wendigo, I still could farm for what I farm for, a spike nade swarm, a spike nade outrageous fortune, a spike nade acantha D, and have best in class legendary you know, heavy weapons that can do tons of damage right now in the current meta. I can farm for a god roll, Ostringer hand cannon that could become a best in class in Crucible and in and in you know PVE. Like whatever whatever they do, there is always going to be a best in class weapon because there's certain perks and there's certain damage thresholds that certain archetypes are going to hit. And when you grind for those, guess what? Then everybody's going to want that weapon. Now, what Eugene is getting at is. Well, that's how it should be, though. If you want best-in-class weapons, there should be some type of a farm or a pursuit, right? It should be a loot pursuit that results in those pinnacle items and those pinnacle gear combinations coming up, right? That's something that you should be grinding for, not just like, oh, if I do this enough times, I'm going to get a gun that literally has the best the best perk combinations, which is what, like, Wendigo would be, or Recluse, or mountaintop, right? So, I would say that pinnacle weapons, if they pose a problem, it's only that they're too easy to get. Man, mountaintop wasn't easy to get. Well, think about it like this. The mountaintop wasn't easy to get, but once you got it, you were done. Eichelot's shotgun was kind of similar, right? you just had to grind enough for it to drop and once it dropped you were done it was binary it was a zero or a one you either got it or you didn't there was no spectrum of like you got a good or a bad Ikelosh you got a good or a bad recluse you got a good or a bad mountaintop so with respect to the pursuit itself those weapons are easier to get because someone like think about the IS Luna farms that people did and they never ever ever got one ever Okay, some of the best players in Destiny never got an IS Luna. And, you know, holy orbs, you know. And when that when that happens, I think that um, when that happens, I think you're basically creating another problem, right? IS Lunas were game changing in the Crucible. They were game changing in the Crucible. So you, you know, if you got a god roll IS Luna with with luck in the chamber, it made a significant difference. If you got a god roll um let's say you got a god roll uh in the when in the era of the Matador, right? You remember the era of the Matador? It was it was it was kind of ludicrous what the difference between a god roll Matador and a non-god roll Matador. It was, you know, it was a significant difference. It was a difference between winning and losing a gunfight basically. And in light of that, that was frustrating for people. You had no control over that agency. You had no pursuit. Um, yeah, we dropped some frames. I don't. It's it's super infrequent now, and it's really quick and over and done with. So thankfully, it's not persisting. So that was yeah, that's a frame drop. I I don't know what's going on with Twitch. I can't get consistency. Um, I can't get any consistency. All those orbs disappeared. I can't get any consistency whether I stream on Spectrum or AT and T. So this is this is tolerable what it's doing. So those are two two extremes, right? Those are two extremes. 
you either can't get it because RNG is terrible, like the IS Luna, or it's like put in enough time and you're going to get a mountaintop. Put in enough time and you're going to get a recluse. And there's no pursuit there. There's no random roll. There's no nothing. So I, I kind of feel like Menagerie is the best of both worlds. Menagerie gives you the intentionality. I want this gun. Give me this gun. The gun gets spit out. But RNG is well in hand. You may not get the roll that you want. It may not be, you know, the version of the gun that you were wanting. Therefore, you keep chasing. So there's a pursuit there. The RNG, the loot pursuit, the RPG feel is it, it is well in place. You are grinding for your loot. You are chasing your loot. Instead of like, oh, just do this quest. Navy Penguin with 39 months, thank you so much. Did I thank Dark Taco for five months? Thank you, if I didn't. Um, and in general, I think that's where that's why that's why I feel like Menagerie is in such a good place because Menagerie is basically everything that was too extreme about a pinnacle or too RNG based about you know D1 pinnacles were sort of decided by the community, right? We didn't really know what what was good until people started kind of trying things out then it was like okay this gun with range and you know luck in the chamber is broken and you know people would grind like crazy for it so i i feel like the the menagerie is a good mixture of both of those things there's rng on the roll but there's intentionality in the pursuit pinnacles like too extreme and the rng from d1 chasing something like a nice luna was also too extreme heavy lifted do you think if we move away from enhancement core and infusion, mass working weapons would become more of a focus of the content? I feel like people stack and save. It, that's one of the problems with enhancement cores in general. It's a deadlocked currency. It is a deadlocked currency. No one's using it for what it was originally intended for. So either make enhancement cores so that you can enhance weapon, uh, I'm sorry, enhance perks, you know, enhance hand cannon reload or whatever, since they're called enhancement cores, or, or, um, you know, give us more things we can do to our armor. And maybe that's why enhancement cores are staying in infusion. Maybe there's going to be something that they do with the, you know, the new perks and the intellect, the new stats, the discipline, the strength, like all that stuff coming back. They could be doing something with it. They could be saying, yeah, enhancement cores will have a purpose being in infusion right now. You can't tell, you know, so we're, you know, but that, that'll, that'll be revealed in time. Because that's been my that's been sort of my position on it is the reason they will not remove enhancement cores from infusion is it's serving a purpose later on and that's one of the reasons it's just kind of sitting in there because right now it doesn't make any sense like everybody just stacks them and saves them and they're just trying to meet the pain point they're like yeah you can you know you can just get the spider bounties and then the gunsmith bounties and it's not that difficult you know to make sure that you're good to go. Uh, first blood would you be opposed to more retooling of exotic armor I feel too many are throwaway yeah this is kind of a generic one I don't have any direct input but a lot of the exotic armor needs retooled and made better Uh, grizzle constantly being held under the thumb of RNG has always bothered me in D2 both for weapon and armor rolls and when trying to level but you get the same gear slot for two or three times in a row what would be wrong with adding choice complete a milestone uh, take your choice of this weapon or armor, get a new weapon. This isn't a question, bro. Um, you lit- I mean, it was basically what my talk was about anyway. Uh, 
Shaggy, I own Destiny 2 on PC and Xbox, have accounts on both. Would you say it's better to wait to play on PC? Because I've only recently started. I mean, if you got everything that you like on Xbox and you're further along on Xbox, then just wait to bring your Xbox characters over. Because you can't merge. Um, You can't merge. So you're going to have to choose one or the other. I mean, if you feel like grinding between now and September on PC and then just completely dedicate yourself to PC, go for it. But, I mean, I would assume you're asking this question because your Xbox characters maybe have more stuff or maybe they're higher level or something. Um, you know, that that would be kind of what I'm thinking. The, the, reason, the, you know, the reason for your question and your inquiry is like, I got more stuff on my Xbox. I'm going to bring those guys over. Um, so... That was totally different than your talk, especially the last part that you skipped. You said, take your pick from three pre-selected perks instead of another hipfire sniper. Okay, that's your question then. So the next time you ask a question, Grizzle, don't front load it with just a bunch of pontificating. It was just like you, here's my opinion, 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 and you put the real meat of your question at the end. Just ask that. What if we could take our pick from three pre-selected perks instead of another hipfire sniper? Perfectly, perfectly phrased question. Okay, so let me answer your question. I don't think we should be able to pick from perks. Like, how much intentionality do you want, bro? You can go into the menagerie and you can pick the gun that you want. The exact gun I want an Ostringer with range masterwork. Dude, more intentionality than that, I think, is ludicrous. I think that that's ludicrous, bro. Did this person... Did you join my fire team? No, he's just in my instance. Um, That's way too much intentionality. You're asking for weapon crafting, dude. You're asking for, like, low-level weapon crafting. We already have about as much weapon crafting as, as I think I could stomach. You... Ultimately, if you don't think that's good enough, then you're kind of balking at and you're kind of getting frustrated by what is essential to the identity of a game like Destiny. If you're like, yeah, that's great that I can pick the gun and the masterwork, but I also want to be able to pick the perks. I mean, you're, like I said, you're balking at, you're basically balking at what is part and parcel to the identity of a game like Destiny. And if you don't like it, I get that, right? When you only have a couple hours a week to play and you just keep getting bad drops, I 100% get that. It's like, dude, come on. I'm sick of this. I just want to thus and so with thus and so. Um, I get that. Like, you feel like your time's being wasted. I don't want anybody to feel like their time's being wasted. But I also don't want the identity of a loot pursuit game getting completely destroyed under the under the demands of intentionality. Um that's only for a few weapons well and Grizzle that's why I've continued to say I think Menagerie's changing player expectations and Bungie better be prepared to meet those expectations if you play Menagerie and you're like this is fantastic and saying it's only a few weapons is actually not true it's an entire weapon pool man it's it's a fusion it's a it's a it's a shotgun it's an auto rifle it's a sniper it's um it's a pretty well it's actually not a full weapon pool. Let me take that back. A min- min- and a machine gun. And then there's some, some more things coming. If anything, if, if you're okay with Menagerie, then you, are, you and I are in the same boat. If you want more intentionality than a Menagerie, I think you're going too far. That would be my feedback uh, to your question. So, I, d- intentionality is good, but 
as I said in my talk, players have to be protected from themselves. That's right out of the mouth of the, the Diablo loot pool 2.0 guy who was commentating on Anthem at the time. Um, you gotta protect players from themselves. Because uh, they will literally completely ruin their experience. They will take the shortest path to literally everything and then have nothing to do and be mad that they have nothing to do. Uh, so, there's no AR. Yeah, the AR is in the actual raid. It gets confusing because the gun, the, the guns are the guns look similar, but they're the raid guns are all like rusted and have like hive stuff on them, and the menagerie weaponry looks all like regal and royal. Little light RNG usually frustrates player when you give them the same drop, uh, but right now you have some control over with forges and weapons and reckoning and menagerie. For some armor. Um, which is good, but I don't want to have too much control over my drops, so the excitement's still there. You think we're in a sweet spot now, or would we have uh, to move one side to the other? I mean, this I've answered this ten times over, about the fact that, yeah, we're, I think we're in a good place with the Menagerie. Do you believe that Shadowkeep will have different perks and different mechanics the future development of Destiny? I hope they bring new perks, for crying out loud. I mean, we need new perks. I feel like we're all chasing the same stuff. It's cool to chase spike nades this season. Nobody really paid any attention to spike nades. I said for a long time that I felt like spike nades were like really, really strong. <clears throat> and so did James Work. I remember people telling me that like James Work ran spike nades at Riven and told people how strong it was. And then I think people started cheesing with spike nades at Riven and saw just how strong it was. Riven in general isn't that hard to cheese. I mean, I think you can do it with almost anything at this point, but still, I think that... Uh, Spike nades have been strong for a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. People are just pivoting to grenade launchers because of the buffs. Which is cool. Evil the Waffler. Do you know if and when next season we will lose power uh, or forsaken stuff? No idea, dude. I don't know any of this. I, 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 guys, questions like this, you know I don't know the answer to that. There, There is no, like, I don't, I don't work for Bungie. I don't know what they're doing next season. Uh, Dawn 6. Do you think they capped power gear each week is actually a bad thing? I'm someone who can only grind uh, heavy at specific times. I feel like I'm held back to wait longer. At this point, dude, you're not held back. No. You can grind your freaking face off. You can grind so many milestones, so many activities to try to act like you, you're too limited right now. I think a hardcore player would struggle to do everything. Would struggle to do everything. Now, if you don't like the fact that like Maybe you just want to play Crucible, and maybe you just want to play Crucible, and that's what you want to do to level up. I resonate with that a little bit, and I understand, so that's why I still think they should they should be trying to create a slower leveling process that just happens naturally no matter what you're doing, but then bigger jumps come from milestones. I would be okay with that. So then if you're like, don't stop me from leveling, and by the way, I just want to run Crucible all week, um... You, you should be able to do that. You should be able to do that. I think that would be totally fine. jchrist66, do you think it is a mistake to release Shadowkeep on the 17th instead of the 3rd? I mean, my my original feedback was that they should be doing Shadowkeep on the 3rd. That would give you 10 solid days before Borderlands, but then Goth made a really good point in one of his tweets. He was like, the 17th is actually really good. It's going to give me the opportunity to raid prep and not have to worry about and not have to worry about uh, the, you know, it, it conflicting with Borderlands. So we can put in a solid, you know, week 
We can put in a solid week or so into Borderlands 2, get some good play sessions, long play sessions in, and then pivot to Destiny, get ready, get raid ready, hit that raid, and then start splitting our streams and start splitting our time. And obviously, he he and I, when we're saying what we're saying, right, we're speaking as... Um, we're, spe- we're speaking as, as streamers, but I think we represent hardcore players, and I think hardcore players will probably feel uh, in a similar way. Nosebomb. Do you believe enhancement cores fulfill their objective of allowing meaningful power? I personally only see it as artificial gatekeeper. It's not meaningful at all. It's stupid, and I don't want to beat on the dead horse. Enhancement cores and infusion is dumb. There better be some real, really good purpose to having it in there in the future, because if not, it's just, it's just stubborn to leave them in there. They're pointless. I'm going to do another video on it. Mighty Moose. Hey, Lono. Do you think that the Pinnacle weapons will continue into Shadowkeep? And if so, should their intrinsic perks be much closer to those of exotics in order to, <clears throat> excuse me, in order to avoid God-rolled legendaries being much better in some cases? Second of a topic question. Uh, what cartoon growing up did you identify the most with? I was a Voltron guy myself. Um, try not to do this. I'm considering doing AMA sessions, but try not to do that. That's not what Q&A is for. Um, so... X-Men, the uncanny X-Men is my answer. Uh, But yeah, this is, I think having weapon pyramids is fine. Weapon pyramids is fine. You, you're, that, that happens no matter what the frick, no matter what the frick you do, right? It doesn't matter what you do. There is going to be a weapon pyramid. Even if they remove pinnacles from the game, it doesn't matter. You're going to have spike nade swarms that emerge. You're going to have god roll shotguns that emerge. That's going to happen. So, if Bungie is more in control of what is at the top, and it's more like, we got to keep stuff reined in. So let's say they do a crazy pinnacle PvE shotgun next season. As long as they keep it reined in and it's at the top competing with or outdoing what we used to do with like Icolos, great it's when stuff flies outside the bell curve that's when you have a problem that's when things need put in check pre-nerfed, you know Skull of the Dire Ahamkara with Slow Nova, it was absurd guys, it was absurd, I loved it I miss it, I miss it dearly but it was absurd what we were doing it was nullifying entire pain points in Gambit Prime. It was nullifying entire sections of raids and horde mode content. Think about the Menagerie. Think about how stupid the Menagerie be- would be with Skull pre-nerf. It wouldn't even be hard, especially when Void Burn is on. So, I mean, there are things that fly outside the bell curve and then have to be brought back in. And I'm not saying that because I don't don't want you to have fun, but in a loot-based game, it's not fun when, like, four things emerge as brokenly, stupidly, awesomely strong, and then everything else is just kind of like, eh. You want to have a lot of, like... Think of it this way. Okay, think if you're building a pyramid that the bottom section's huge, and that bottom section is basically just everything in the game. All the junk gear, all the bad rolls, all the legendaries, everything's just down there. You can use pretty much anything on that bottom rung, and it gets the job done. Utilitarian level. That's the very bottom level, is the utilitarian level. The level above that is we'll call it the intentional level when you start looking at certain pieces of gear and you're like i like this better this hand cannon is better than this hand cannon this shotgun's better than this shotgun so the intentional level is smaller 
because you're going to avoid certain things. You're just going to avoid certain weapons, right? You're going to avoid trash rolls. So trash rolls fall off immediately when you get the in- to the intentional level. You're like, oh, that's a trash roll. That's a bad roll. That's not a good archetype. That needs nerf. That I'm, I'm sorry, that needs buffed, whatever. So that's the intentional level. So now it's a little bit more narrow. It's not as full. And then the level above that, we could say, is the the specialization where now you have the exact role that you want whether it's a whether it's a, a farm that you did or something with menagerie or you know and, and not only that in the specialization you're also thinning out like okay I want these gauntlets with this hand cannon I want this helmet with this I want this exotic with this build right you're in the specialization Okay, and at the very, very top, this teeny little pyramid at the top, it's teeny tiny, there are going to be the best of the best, best in class, the pinnacle weapons, the swarms with spike nades, things like that are at the tippity tippity top. No matter what you do, that is going to happen. You could go up to the tippity top and say, nerf this, 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 and this, and you know what's going to happen? Something else is going to take its place. Something else will emerge as being the best at DPS, the best at ad clearing, the best at fill in the blank. Whatever pain points the game is throwing at you, you're always going to have that happen. So the answer is never, oh, just nerf the stuff at the top. Just nerf the stuff at the top because it'll just get replaced. The only time we should be pulling out our nerf hatchet and saying, we got to chop this thing down. It's too high. We got we to nerf this. The only time you do that is when you look at that pyramid and you have something like up here above the pyramid. It's just outside of the bell curve. It's too strong. That was Skull of the Dire Ahamkara. It wasn't like at the top of the pyramid. It was above it. It was like, you're an idiot if you don't use this. That's how strong it is. It was brokenly strong. What's good, Jeritol? What's good, WTF? I mean, that is is the problem, I think. I think a lot of people approach nerfs, and they see the pyramid, and they're like, if it's at the top, if it's a pinnacle, if it's the best in class, it needs nerfed. I mean, only if it's leaving the pyramid. If it's leaving the pyramid, bring it down so it's still at the top. You don't bring it down to the bottom. You bring it down so it's at the top of the pyramid. And I that's a difficult question sometimes to, 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 to answer because somebody's like, well, what about one-eyed mask? I don't freaking know. I don't know how you bring one-eyed mask down to the tip of the pyramid. I have no idea. But that we should keep that in mind. We can have this conversation for a thousand years about nerf this, buff this, nerf this, buff this. The real question should be, is the stuff at the top of the pyramid intended to be there? Was that an intended design? Is it kept in check? Is it something Bungie wanted? Do we have pinnacle weapons that we're grinding for that aren't landing up there? Before the fusion rifle buffs, loaded question wasn't up there. It wasn't at the tip of the pyramid, and it should have been because it's a pinnacle weapon. So Bungie should always be asking, is there anything above the pyramid that should be brought down to the top? Is there anything below the top that should be raised to the top? Is there anything at the top that shouldn't be there should it be drugged down you know things like that now alpha saying crucible weapons shouldn't be top tier pve like recluse and mountaintop here's why you're wrong because people are agreeing with you and i'm going to tell you why you're wrong no i'm gonna be nice about it but you're wrong and here's why efficiency in the crucible is gonna have convergence with efficiency in pve why because the most efficient weapons in crucible deal damage quickly 
that's a simple math equation. That's why you're wrong. This isn't a, this is not opinion. This isn't subjective. This isn't like Lono's opinion. When they go into the crucible and they're like, here's a pinnacle weapon. What's it do? It does it it kills things fast. <laughs> oh wow, it kills things fast. Great. Well, that's going to go over to PvE. It's going to do the same thing. It's going to kill stuff fast. That's why Recluse is so strong. It's stupid. It's like, get your buff, reload. That red bar is literally deleted. That yellow bar is dying as fast as a red bar. Like, that's exactly why this is happening. Now, here's what doesn't always happen, though. Here's what doesn't always happen is Pinnacle PvE stuff doesn't always go into Crucible and Wreck Face. The, uh, let's give you an example. Okay, the, uh, the Breakneck is actually a really strong primary. It does a great job. The Warden's Law, great 110. Feeding Frenzy, Rampage, Rampage spec, super strong primary. But those don't necessarily go over into the Crucible and compete because there's a specific type of damage rhythm to pvp that those weapons aren't necessarily in step with the rhythm right you're kind of you're kind of stumbling and stepping on your own toes when you're trying to use 110s can kind of work but 110s are tough because of like the fire rate of things like bygones blast furnace you know the last word ace you know ace of spades a lot of the token primaries in crucible they just shoot so fast 110s struggle to keep up you're not hitting quick enough and if you miss one shot you just murdered your TTK because your fire rate's already slow to begin with so pinnacles in PvE don't always go into crucible and and become strong but if it's strong in crucible it's always going to be strong in P it's always going to be strong in PvE always like a god roll palindrome back in the day it was great in PvE it was a perfectly good weapon right really strong shotguns now shotguns in D1 were a little bit different like a Mapador and a Party Crasher that were god rolled for PvP didn't translate well into PvE because you had things like Occam's Razor that could just goo 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 like rapid fire gut bust captains and so that wasn't that it doesn't always come over but generally speaking when they're like hey make a strong weapon for Crucible it is by its sheer nature of what it does it is going to work just fine in PVE, if not be pinnacle. Um, so that's why Luna isn't great in PVE. The, the you talking about the Luna's Howl? Luna's Howl is actually before they changed it was really strong in PVE. It was actually really strong because it buffed crit damage. The uh, the Luna the Luna's Howl was actually amazing in PVE pre nerf. I don't know about the Ias Luna in D one, but. I think it's really hard for Bungie to design a weapon that's going to be excellent at killing guardians that's all that's also not excellent at killing ads. It's just going to happen. 1K voices would be an example of something that's like really really strong in PvE, but because of the way that it does damage, it doesn't keep up with the rhythm of Crucible. So like the 1K voices doesn't translate well into PvP, but it translates amazing in Gambit because of pre-fire and wall hacks. So for it just depends. A lot of it's contextual, but I don't think you're ever going to see them. Now, the sniper may never really shine in PvE. The sniper that everybody's grinding for right now in Crucible, this season's pinnacle. That has more to do with the fact that there's just not a lot of footing for snipers in PvE content right now. But, so. Good discussion, though. 
Uh, OP Mark. I feel that Bungie are starting to get it. Improving the game and grind intentionality, and sometimes they miss the boat. Like the Iron Banner Grenade Kill Bounty, it took forever forcing people to use guns and game modes that don't suit. Do you think that these are leftover design decisions and we'll start to see less of these? I think some of the I think some of the bounties are freaking glitched. I think progression on the one where you're supposed to get the treasure for Callus, that one's glitched. That takes way too long. And then some of the questing designs and the grenade kill requirements and stuff. I don't know what the frick they're thinking. It's like, listen, there are people at Bungie. There's a philosophy at Bungie that needs to go away. And here's the philosophy, okay? We can make this take a long time by just raising the number of things they need to do. Eh, that's not good. That's not a good philosophy. So if you're like, oh, I got an idea. We can make this quest take a really, really long time. Whenever it's time for them to do grenade kills, instead of doing like 10, let's make it like 50. That'll really extend the quest. No, that's not a good treatment of the player. I don't mind having things that take a while. Things that take a while are okay. Things that seem arbitrarily tedious is not. And that's where they need to be careful because they're doing some of these quests and either the bounty isn't tooled properly. That happened with the collector bounty when Drifter happened. Do you remember? You could choose between the four bounties at Drifter and they were all, you know, it was either the Reaper, the Sentry, the Invader, or the Collector. And the collector bounty was messed up. It took forever to complete. I think that happens too. I think sometimes you're supposed to be getting more percentages for what you're doing and it doesn't work properly. So that happens too. Uh, El Pinto Loco. Do you agree that D1 TTK still had the best strike bosses? A la cool, the Cabal Brothers, completely unique in design and fight mechanics. D2, everyone praises the corrupted strike, but the boss mechanic is just throw a ball for the 100th time. I don't know of many people that praise the corrupted strike. I like the strikes in Destiny 2 because there's mechanics, right? A la cool didn't have a mechanic, he disappeared. Shield Brothers didn't have a mechanic. They went invincible and left. I love those fights, by the way. My favorite strike moment ever was the first time I did a la cool. And I go down into a room and I can't see anything. And Eris Morn, the best voice actor in all of Destiny, I actually think she's better than Nathan Fillion. I know I'm going to make everybody angry with that, but I think she's better than Nathan Fillion. And I go down in the darkness and she whispers in my ear, a la cool, he is hunting you. It's like, oh my gosh, what the frick? Like, that was so good. But what I like that they did in D2 is that there's mechanics, right? Now, here's something that they do too much. Immunity needs to die in a fire. Stop making enemies immune. Just stop it. It's okay to have mechanics, like a shield wall goes up. You gotta take their shield down with this thing. You gotta make them, you gotta do damage with this, right? You gotta, you gotta, that's fine. But for the love of of frick stop with the immunity fanatic has got to be one of the dumbest boss fights ever it is horrible he his his health gate damage checks are so fast they are so fast you can literally have half of your blade barrage pop up immune half of your blade barrage that's a one-off super and his immunity procs like that. Like, that stuff needs to, like, die in a fire. That's not unique or creative. It ruined at least two of the Baron fights for me. There was that one in the Mad Bomber. Fnatic and the Mad Bomber used immunity way too much. Right? Do you know what? You know what is one of the best fights 
ever is the hangman. It's close quarters. There's lighting. He, dish, dish, he's like he's like coming at you, and his thing's swinging, and the lights like cascading through the jail cells. That fight is atmospherically and intensity it is so good i'm so frustrated that that's not a nightfall or something like or 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 like a heroic version of that that is one of the best fights ever designed and then you have the mindbender fight so cool the mindbender comes in the room and he's freaking huge and like there's suppression junk going on and you can't see there are so many good fights and boss fights in this game but the biggest problem is those aren't strikes right those aren't strikes but when you go back and you look at a lot of the strike bosses in D1, you had Sepix, even Sepix Perfected. It's just a server. He just kind of sits there. Uh, Fogos. Uh, he just sits in the center of the room. Bleh. Like, when there's liveliness and movement and mechanics, I think that is when we have the best fights. Because as much as I love farming Warden of Nothing, nothing happens in that fight. He pops in the room and you kill him. When he goes to the mechanics, right? He lights the room on fire. You got to hide behind you got to hide behind shadows. I Here's the biggest problem, okay? We're too strong and too smart. I'm not like giving us a pat on the back like, "Haha, we're smart." Like, we're too strong and too smart for them to not do a lot of immunity. Right? How do you force? How do you force warden of nothing to go to the solar flare hide behind shadows how do you do it immunity would be the only way to do it we just go in there and freaking bake the snot out of him oh increases health pool uh, eh, that's not good either because then basically you're just frustrating the people that aren't like running absolute balls to the wall optimized builds that just want to kind of play casually in a strike for Pete's sakes and his health pool is like doubled or tripled because we want to get to those mechanics what I would think they could start to do okay is just have phases we all hate immunity right we all hate immunity but if there were health bars above the boss three bars two bars whatever you want to do you can only as soon as you hit that damage threshold and you know it's there you can visually see it you don't get like surprised by immunity like in the fanatic you're like boom half health phase two has started boss teleports room lights on fire hide behind in the shadows boom let's pop out let's melt him for phase two that would be my way of a happy medium quit with the random immunity quit with the disappearing act teleporting crap give me a visual cue and feedback as a player oh the fanatic has three phases all that health get it get it get it get it okay goon we got it boom phase two okay yeah the shiro chi approach right the shiro chi approach you just know you're like maximum damage boom all right we triggered phase two let's go to phase two resituate grab the cannons grab the ball grab this grab that right that's the same way Nocris works. If you don't insta-kill, it's still annoying. I just think it would be... I like when they do... I like when they have phases, and I like when they have mechanics. Listen, I know we're all a fan of going in and baking the boss, okay? But I think there's room to say the boss fight's still going to happen fast, but you've just got to move a little bit or be more creative. That's all. That's all. Exactly what Phyline is saying. I Phyline is saying if the if the um, add bars to the health, you know when to stop DPS. 
precisely. You're still optimized. You're still going to be efficient. You're still going to know what the frick you're doing. But there's going to be an actual like song and dance and tango. Wishwash. Not sure if it's been asked. Uh, just joined. Do you think Heroic Menagerie is supposed to be the true end game of this season since it's higher than recommendation of the raid? I have no idea, dude. It doesn't even sound like there's that much stuff in there, so I don't know. That's not true endgame to me. Fet. So far, getting a good amount of time with the rune combos for the weapons and armor in Menagerie. Uh, do more game modes need to have something similar? We've Yeah, we've already talked about that. Uh, Mighty Moose. Just crossed my mind. Planetary HVTs. Rather than asking you and Bungie what should do about them, what should Lono do to help fix the spawn rate for the correct HVTs when running Spider's Wanted Bounties? I, for one, don't have the time to wait around. Right, this again is, is uh, you're using way too many words to ask a simple question. How can they make the HVT bounties better for Spider would be the way to ask this question. Just make them all lost sectors. Easy fix. Easy peasy, done. All six of them should just be lost sectors. And they should reward five enhancement cores instead of one because you're having to travel locations deal with loading screens go down into a lost sector fight the you know and fight the boss they should be worth five enhancement cores not one because of the amount of time it takes you to get to the freaking fragments has to be added into the time commitments to those bounties you gotta go do ghost fragments on the tangled shore that's gotta be included and that's why they should give you five and that's why having you go and wait for hvts is stupid um because you've got to grind Tangled Shore first. They have the Ghost Fragment set too low. So you go and buy five of the six, and then you got to go do one more thing, and then come back and buy the six. Tedious and poor design. Play flow disrupting. It's bad. It's poorly designed. Okay. And then when I go do them, they should all be lost sectors. So I'm not standing around waiting because it's not content. You're literally just standing still. Right? There's. And oh, you can do stuff while you wait. Do patrols and do a public event. Are you nuts? If you do that, someone's going to melt the HVT before you get a chance to get shots on them. So no, you can't do other stuff while you wait. You got to stand there like you're on a freaking stakeout in a 1950s movie. You're like, you got to sit here. See, if you don't watch the HVT, see, somebody's going to kill them too fast. And you just like sit there and watch. It's terrible. It needs fixed. It needs retooled. WTF is saying three, three to five, three to five. If it's three and you do all six, that's 18. That's pretty good. If it's five, you know, you get 30. I'll take that. That's a pretty good amount. You do that every week on each character, that's 90. Ah, just leave enhancement cores and infusion at that point. Under Joe. Do you think it could be a good idea to bring an upgrade, uh, upgradable system like Chalice of Opulence to Raid's Final Chests? I would love to see this type of intentionality in other game uh, avenues. I would have loved to have been able to do that for Iron Banner because I wanted the grenade launcher. Um, I don't know about raids, though. I don't know about raids. Here's my feedback on raids that I've said many, many times. Optional chests, internal currency, let me make keys, let me run it more than three times for non-powerful drops. I think that would be a good intentional system that would flow with how raids have been designed up to this point. We don't necessarily want to copy pasta chalice and put it everywhere. You just copy paste it. Chalice here, chalice there, chalice everywhere. It's like, not necessarily. But the, if, the, if, the, if the spirit of it is this, right? What do the chalice bring? Intentionality and grind. Bring that to raids. 
Well, how do we do it? Well, you don't need to do another chalice. You did it right in Wrath of the Machine. Frank! Like, you did it before. You sh- this isn't this isn't rocket science. It's your idea. <laughs> 22 months from Kilroy, thank you. It's your idea. And Grizzle Dog had a two-month resub, and I missed it. And Dolan had a five-month resub, and I missed it. Brown Lightning had a 33... Uh, I'm sorry, a 10-month resub. I think I missed it. It's literally Bungie's idea. They did it. They did it. Like, do it again. Let me run the raid more than three times. Put an internal currency in there. Put extra chests in there. Let me do... Like, I just... I have no desire to run raids for that reason. I'm like, dude, are you freaking kidding me? Three auto rifles this week? All I got was... Uh, this is all I got? I mean, what, there's four drops in Crown of Sorrow. I just... They they got the formula right with Wrath. Anybody who doesn't put Wrath at the top of their raid list, everybody's doing their top 10 raid list on Twitter. If Wrath isn't near the top, you didn't run raids in D1. You didn't. You're a liar. I'm, so, like, I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but I'm kind of not. If you ran raids religiously in D1, Wrath is always going to be close to the top. It's got to be top three. It has to be. Because that was it treated you with the most respect. It gave you some of the best loot. It was awesome. It was clutchable. It was god tier. It was good. And they need to go back to that because th- I just miss feeling like the end game wants me there. I don't feel like raids want me there. I don't. When I run when I run the menagerie right now, right? When I run the menagerie right now, it speaks to me. It's like, we want you here. This is a great grind. You should spend a lot of time here. When I run Scourge, when I run Last Wish, when I run Crown of Sorrow, do you know what you know what the, it tells me? You don't really want to be here, dude. <laughs> you don't really want to be here. It's a massive time sink. It's like probably not get the thing that you want eh you probably want to go do that instead like when I ran Wrath it was like you want to come back here you want to spend time here you're getting stuff and some people are like well that's your opinion Lono I, it is but at the same time it isn't when a loot based game gives you something for your time that is a communi- that is a form of communication and the way Menagerie says, here's your time, here's your stuff. Here's your time, here's your stuff. You're like, you're like having a, like, you know, when you see guys play ping pong against themselves, right? It's real fast. It's like, time in, stuff out. Time in, stuff out. That's why Iron Banner was making me, like, lose my mind. It was like, time in, time in, time in, time in. Oh, more time in. Time in, time in, time in, time in. Here's some tokens. Jeez. Finally, I can go buy a package. Time in, time in, time in, time in. So much time in. And then, here's a drop. And you're like, thanks. And in Menagerie, you're like, time in, boom, lots of stuff. Time in, boom, lots of stuff. That communicates something to the player. And when I go into raids, that's not happening. Raids are stingy time sinks right now. They are stingy time sinks. And don't come at me with, it should be hard to get the good stuff. First of all, there's not even anything good in the raids to begin with. There's like layers of problems with raid philosophy right now. The gear, not good. Armor, uninteresting. Like, no reason to really run raids. I'll just go run the menagerie and get enhanced perks and the extra mod slot and the, the weapons are better in menagerie. Like, you see what I'm saying? So at two layers, Wrath got it right. Guns, 
unique perks that can't be gotten anywhere else thank you for that right oh and intentional grind internal currency for re-rolling extra chests freaking awesome perks dope encounters clutchable like <laughs> and we're gonna go to style anal Pyaw! like wrath got so many of those layers right and then these other raids come in and they're like all they get right are that the encounters are cool that's all they get right encounters and setting dope gear uninteresting reward structure lame they're just they're falling flat in that regard listen raid teams got to hear that it's like you guys are in in the nicest way i can say it you're wasting your time you're spending all this time designing raids and encounters and it's in your short changing it dude look at this raid look how awesome this raid is so unique amazing the art teams just unbelievably nail it the settings the tone the mechanical requirements for crown of sorrow is brilliantly crafted so well done and then they're like oh but we didn't really put any good loot in there and there's not really any intentionality in the loot grind and then the balloon just deflates if you're gonna spend that time and have a team dedicated to raids you have got to treat them with more respect you just have to. You need to. Crown Star only has four weapons and an exotic that doesn't drop. Right. And what I'm saying would give even more cause to have more than four weapons. Right? Well, there's only four instances. We can't have a ton of weapons. There's only four drops. Not if you add an internal currency, non-powerful drops that drop, an extra chest that can be opened with keys that can be made. Like, bring back the Wrath of the Machine. Bring it back. Bring it back. Amish Milkman. Do you think that with the new armor coming into place, there's a chance more happening with the weapon systems? I certainly hope so. If you have reward rhythms like menagerie and weapons with like six perks, let's freaking go. I'm in. Because the the likelihood of getting a god roll goes down because there's way more perks and you're getting tons of guns each time. Feels awesome. Feels so good in those environments. It just feels good. Right now, it's like Eugene said it best the other day. They don't have loot systems in place for this frequency of reward. They just don't. They don't have loot systems in place to sustain this. You're getting way too much loot with way too much intentionality. This is this intentionality and this rhythm of how often you're getting reward would land on a. It has to land on a different loot system. There's not enough depth right now. Luke Smith says they're going to give us more depth, so maybe that's where we're headed. And I would love that just lots of rewards raining down on you and lots of differences in the perks would be ooh that would be just right capo with 11 months close to a year 9 months from alpha it's a stream baby welcome home clay talks do you have any concerns or fears that there are still issues with Bungie's development philosophy? Although they seem to be on the right tracks in splitting with Activision, the possibility for horrible in-game decisions still exists that would frustrate and alien the player base. No. This isn't going to happen. Do you want to know why? People left and Luke Smith's in charge. That's why. We're, we're, we, we're, he- I told you guys he was Moses. That's why he has the beard. He is getting us out of the wilderness and he's getting us into the promised land. If you didn't go to Sunday school growing up, you don't know what the frick I'm talking about. Maybe you do. In any case, you can watch the movie Ten Commandments every year on TV and fall asleep before it's over because it's eternal. It's super long. But that's what's happening is we're leaving this muddled, confused state and if you watch the shadow keep 
vid doc i'm like this is it this is the bungee that we've always wanted and the destiny that we've always wanted now the people that left it's not their fault but when people leave teams get restructured when teams get restructured new leaderships put in place when new leaderships put in place you can really really sync up on design philosophy because essentially what if you break it down to the core elements if luke smith says this is where we're going how is your team and your department getting us in line with this strike team loot team weapon team armor team raid team how are you getting us here right and then those project leads are going to cast that vision this is what we're going to be doing with this this is what we're going to be doing with that and then you filter everything through that process no 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 no. that's not rewarding enough this is where we're going change it i just don't feel like we've been there and after watching that vid dog vid doc that's the impression that i got is that there's just this clear we're going to lean into the mmo we're going to lean into the depth and the breadth and that is not language they've ever used before the language they've always used before is almost like patchwork we're going to address that we're going to improve that we're going to make that better and it's like reactionary 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 that vid doc felt so much more proactive and so much more vision casting than communication we've gotten in the past Modest Mouse with five months, thank you. Home Twitch. With Eververse armor becoming uh, legendary ornaments in Shadowkeep, what was the point in giving the armor from the season activity mod slots and raid slots? Won't we just dismantle them before Shadowkeep launches? Not necessarily. It could be the evolution of those pieces of gear. And then, um, yeah, I don't know how they're going to handle that because they said all new legendary gear obtained in Shadowkeep will be um, having that. So it's not like your gear is being invalidated, but if you want to make your god roll gauntlets look a certain way from the Eververse, it's going to have to be a new pair. Which, there always should be a soft prodding to chase the new stuff anyway. That's pretty soft. That's vanity. That's vanity. You don't have to do it. No one's forcing you. It's all. It's a vanity option that you're electing to want. That's that's. They're not forcing you. Arctic Spartan. To fix the pinnacle weapon problem, would just having pinnacle perk being put into the general loot pool after its respective seasons I mean I called for this with trench barrel because that's essentially what the Ikelos shotgun was before they had pinnacle weapon quest the Ikelos shotgun was a pinnacle weapon one location static roll one way to get it that's a pinnacle weapon and I was like eh, next season put trench barrel on other shotguns so we start using other shotguns and they did it but mm, they're doing pinnacles different now right so do you really want them do I, I, I'm asking the question because I don't know the answer but do we want them to go in here and go to the breakneck do we want onslaught on other weapons maybe we do I don't know I like it I like onslaught I would lo- can you imagine this on a freaking SMG my gosh I mean I I don't know if that's a good move or a bad move. Maybe two seasons. Maybe it takes two seasons instead of one. Eh. Because, dude, I tell you what right now. Do you want to know what I want on a pulse? Do you want to know what I want on a pulse? I want Desperado. Real freaking bad. And it's just stuck on the Redrix. So, it's. I've actually said they should start pulling from the exotics. Pull Cosmology from the Graviton Lance. Pull 
what the sunshot does like pull from those primaries that nobody's using and start throwing those on the pinnacle pieces of gear or something um oh i'm dead eye if i were to delete my male hunter and make a female would i keep my triumphs and titles as far as spark of light and level up yeah you don't lose triumphs when you delete them especially because once you complete the triumph it's just tracked and then in your score um a lord w what is your take on the exotic quest to save us uh that was saved to use as leveling. I don't I don't care if people want to save stuff like that. Suvacito Lucifer. Uh, do you think when the Menagerie uh, Heroic comes out, do you think we'll get more runes and weapons? That remains to be seen. We've data mined that there's like three swords and I don't know if there's anything else. iHogs. Regarding the Titan Endgame issue, do you think they need buffs or reworking? Probably both. I think they need to rework some of the attunements, but they also need buffed. Arctic Spartan. Like, hammers are a joke. For real. They're weak trash. Uh, Arctic Spartan. Since Bungie is leaning into builds, do you see armor and weapon exotics coming out that pair with each other, or do you think they would go, they'd be a good addition? Yeah, like a chess piece that goes with something else. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if the present combat structure requires that level of thought. We'll have to wait and see, because they they basically have to demand a lot of us if you're going to need that level of almost like min-maxing. Just enough. Lono, there's a triumph for completing the bridge encounter with no supers and reckoning tier 3. Have you tried completing it? No. Also, uh, do you feel Skull Nova and other nerfs fit into reckoning now? I don't care. I don't play content that sucks and reckoning sucks. Thrally. <laughs> Sorry! Uh, that's that's harsh, but it's just I don't play content that sucks, and I think reckoning sucks. It's why I don't play Gambit. I think Gambit sucks. Now, that's my opinion. There are probably players in the community that think that content's great. Cool. Go play it. I'm not touching it. I think it's terrible. Um, Thrally. Do you think Bungie should add big disadvantages to PvP pinnacles, limiting their PvE use? Example, special weapons have very little reserves because you rarely get plus 15 special ammo in PvP and use it. No. I think it's fine if Recluse and Mountaintop are good in PvE. Who cares? Who cares? It's, it's, it's like it's another it's another, uh, it's another way for you to get dope, dope loot in the result of your grind. Right? I don't I don't know. I think it's fine. Dragon Tat. For strikes, what if there was a mechanic to turn heroic like pubs? Provide additional health pool for boss increased drop rate. Oh, I'd love that. I would love heroic, like optional, mechanically like you choose to do it. I think that would be dope. Evil the Waffler. Wouldn't it be easier if all milestones or power drops dropped cores? This isn't... I'm not really big on this discussion right now because it doesn't seem to be a big pain point for people. I think cores... We're going to have to wait and see what they do in September. I'm not going to beat that dead horse. I'm going to do a talk on it and be like, enhancement cores don't seem necessary. I had over 300. I infused as if I didn't have any enhancement cores. And the natural economic pain of planetary mats and glimmer started to land on me. I think that scales down in a more healthy way to the casual player because I'm basically infusing as if enhancement cores don't exist. And they have not only the natural economic pain of glimmer and planetary mats, they have the additional economic pain of not having a stockpile of enhancement cores. So it doesn't scale down in a healthy way. But getting them from like milestones, I don't think is a needed change. Dragon Tat. If there was a raid pinnacle weapon quest, what would that be enough for you to run raids more than three per week? They do this with strikes, gambit, PvP, kind of why not raids? 
I think my feedback on raids and their reward structure and the reason to run it more than three times, this is not an answer. This is like a temporary fix. I want raids themselves to be retooled and different and more rewarding. That's like barely a step in that direction. In my opinion, that's not enough. Thrally. What would you think Raid Completions Pass 3 gave further drops with its season activity? Example, Leviathan Raid dropped special runes for raid gear from Menagerie. Ada selling Scourge gear for him. No. No. You're sending me on a wild goose chase, dude. Just let me grind the raid. Just let me grind the raid, man. And then the currency comes from the raid. Every boss completion gives you so much currency. One complete raid run gives you enough currency to make a key. You can make that key to open every one optional chest at the encounter of your choice so every time you're running the raid you're getting a currency and that's that's basically saying every time you do one raid completion you can make a key and then that key opens the chest so every time you're running it beyond three you'd be opening the chest completing it making a key run it again open the chest you know what i mean that's a lower drop right you're not getting drop 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 you're not getting drops the whole time but you're having intentionality and a slower trickle so you're getting something for your time right it's not like a drop every time it's a slower form of drop but it's still a drop uh nose bomb do you believe that trace rifles are in a good spot i feel as nobody really uses them because they are tied to being an exotic i love them they're really strong cold heart is a fantastic weapon if you go into content you don't really know what's coming your way go with cold heart because the ammo economy is phenomenal and it's a really freaking strong weapon it's 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 universally strong because of the sustained damage that you get when you hold it on a target uh i ran that for the um Outbreak Perfected mission, and it was super, super helpful. Prometheus Lens is great for ads, but for just the nature of, like, I want to do good damage to multiple targets, whether it's an ad, a major, or a boss, Coldheart wears lots of hats, and the ammo economy is dumb. Like, two green bricks and you're back in business. So, I think that the... I would love Legendary Trace Rivals to be a thing, though. Uh, David Dentist... How do you think Heroic Menagerie will be different from regular? They've already told us. Cruxley, what do you think about pinnacle mods instead of weapons? Really hard to get mods that can be applied to your favorite weapons. I mean, you gotta be careful here. I think that's harder to manage. You end up with guns that are broken then, right? God roll, add a pinnacle mod, and then it's broken and it leaves its, its where it is. I outlined the pyramid pretty well, I think. Like, every piece of loot, then there's, like, the loot that you like, then there's the loot with the rolls that you like, then there's, like, the pinnacle versions of all those uh, archetypes and frames, and then there's, like, the actual pinnacle weapons themselves that have been crafted to be basically perfect. I think that's fine. I don't think you want to say, like, oh, not only do you have a god roll weapon now, you can throw a pinnacle mod on it. That, I think, gets a little bit more complex, and that gets a little bit more harder to manage. Urkelstein, year one Solstice gear was a waste of time. No perks or mod slots. Will I be wasting my time grinding Solstice again? No idea. We haven't seen the armor. I can't answer that. I don't know. Hopefully not. I hope what you're saying isn't a repeat. I hope it's not a repeat. So, I'm going to keep streaming. If you're new to the stream and you've never been here before and you like these segments, it's almost like talk radio, like a podcast. This does hit other podcast platforms. Be sure to click the follow button. I'm going to keep streaming, but I do a little outro here for the people that listen and watch in other places. If you're listening or watching this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in twitch.tv slash say no to rage, or you can follow me on Twitter at say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.